0: Hi, I'm Christina Vovas. And I'm Christine Fredheim. And this is the Friend of Jimmy podcast, a show about finally uncovering what happened to Jimmy Hoffa through the help of psychic medium, Christine Fredheim, in our journey to fulfill his wish to find his body. Welcome back to the Friend of Jimmy podcast, episode two. In our last episode, we heard the story of how Jimmy Hoffa and Frank Sheeran led Christine to his body in the Renaissance Center in Detroit, Michigan. Jimmy and Frank confirmed that the way it happened in the Charles Brandt book, I Heard You Paint Houses, is true. Frank killed Jimmy by order of Russell Buffalino. But what Frank didn't know was what ended up happening to Jimmy's body. In this next episode, it's nearly two months since our last interview. Christine is now back in Norway, and I'm in L.A., and we conduct our calls over Skype. After Jimmy made an unexpected appearance during our first interview, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk to him some more and see what else we can learn from him. Shall we begin? Yes. So I sent the email to Jimmy's daughter, Barbara Krantzer, just saying, hi, (laughs) I'm doing this show with a psychic But you sent the
1: message you showed me, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. But I'm explaining it for our audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I sent a letter to Jimmy's daughter, Barbara Cranzer, saying, you know, we're working on this documentary podcast project and your father has come forth while we're trying to work on another case. And... We have some messages for you, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. That's in motion. She's aware of us as long as she read the email. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens with that. Amazing. Should we move? For- Is Jimmy, did he get mad because I was running late and disappear? Uh-uh. <laughs> was he no, he,
1: he, sat, he sat down right in front of me and he's like, it's traffic to get in. And I'm like, please, please t- explain more. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you mean traffic to get in? Did you drive here? Is this a message to someone else? Cause they, sometimes they just speak to me and they think that I just automatically get it. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, you're busy and I have to wait. It's normal because I'm not supposed to disturb you. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I've been running around like a crazy person for the last four months with everything going on. And every time that I'm ready to talk to him, he is just there immediately. So he's sitting now, right across of me on the table, and very excited to talk to us. And I actually started um, chatting with him a little bit because I was curious and I wanted to um, dig on his spiritual brain, I guess. Mm-hmm. While waiting for you and Wilbur, mm-hmm. and- <laughs> my dog and- had
0: to, you know, take care of his morning <laughs> duties before. I'm yeah. like, go, Wilbur, we kick keep Jimmy Hoffa waiting <laughs> and he did he went like quicker than he normally does yeah, yeah. <laughs> on our on our route. anyway
1: that's hilarious Doug knew we got to work he
0: did he really went in a different spot sooner and I was like <laughs> Jimmy are you is that you I think Jimmy is causing everything now right <laughs> which is another question I want to ask him if he is or I'm just drawing conclusions that make no sense
1: well he made me like really clear today about how he's not supposed to disturb more than what it's helpful but that he really wants to dig in and do everything um but as I was talking to him I wanted to um just ask questions such as why was it so important for him to give his daughter peace? Why can't that like not wait till they kind of meet in heaven and stuff like that. And he mentioned to me that like I have worked with spirits for many, many years. And as far as I know or thought I knew, if you don't pass on to the light, you're in between stage And then you're kind of like a ghost, the kind of ghost that you would need someone like me to send them into the light because they haven't moved on, usually has the reason for not having closure with their lifetime and they need help for that. Or they don't feel like they deserve it either. Some people actually feel like they, they don't deserve that love that's coming to reach for them. But as for Jimmy, I'm like, I'm curious because I always uh, see you not as a ghost, but also really strong and powerful. So it makes me feel like he's not in between. But then he showed me like he is connected to that world, but he has anchor here on Earth. So he says like he's not like a haunted ghost, but that he has made like a plan, a deal to be able to do it this way. And I found that really interesting. Cause I remember when my dad passed away from suicide, it took him like four, five years before we were able to send him to the light because he didn't feel like he deserves to go there. But in spirit, they made an agreement that since he left me, he was bound to help me out as much as possible in this lifetime. So he's kind of like, he is my primary guide. And I, got the same message from Hafa saying, I'm like, do you had do you have anyone to talk to in, where you're at? And he shows me almost like that he's in a booth, what's connected to earth, but he can call home, like he can phone and talk to people. But I guess it's in a way to, to make us understand how he contacts someone. But he knows that because I asked, can you tell us the future? Can you tell us the outcome? Where do you get that information from? And he shows me that he has chosen to stay anchored on earth until he's able to give his daughter peace. And it's important for him to do that before she passes away because he wants to be on the other side in a fulfilled and honest and and whole way. And right now, since he's anchored to earth, he's not with his wife. He's not with anyone. He's kind of like in that booth waiting to get that closure so he can go. And if his daughter passes before he's able to finish up this business here on Earth, he won't be able to greet her in that fulfilled way that he wishes to. And that's why he's so eager to do it because, regardless, he's doing it for his daughter, but also for his own soul, his own uh, well-being as a as a source. And I'm like, did you plan this? pre, pre lifetime. And he said, yes. And I'm like, who did you discuss it with? Who did you plan out that this was going to be your, be your thing? And he said, well, we're all connected. And I discussed it with you amongst, with my, you know, soul, soul group of people as well. But we, me and him had made this deal before being born that I was going to help him get closer with, um, solving his case, which is going to be a thing that I'm going to continue to do with many cases after him. So it is really like me helping him, him, helping me. And, um, and then it was really, really strange because I said, asked him, what does he do? What can he do to be involved? What can we do to make this more of a powerful, um a powerful outcome to everything that we choose is because I've I've learned on this road to do what I'm doing that you get a lot of closed doors and he said that you know praying is a really honest and and powerful thing and he folded his hands with my hands and then we prayed together that although you know, all divine beings, all good angels, everything help us solve this case, help help Hafa get his peace. And I felt like I was saying the words, but it I wasn't saying them. It just came out. And as I finished saying that we pray for all the help that we can get to do this in a safe way, to do this in a successful way, to give Hafa the peace and his daughter the peace that they deserve. And then I was finished, and then he said, and for Christine, what she deserves. So he was like praying for me as well, and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, oh, thank (laughs) you for being so considerate. (laughs) I feel like I'm just serving, you know, my life for you. But it's nice to see that he looks at me as an equal, you know, that he's not using using just me, but that this is a plan that we have made pre- this lifetime, and we're just fulfilling that promise to each other.
0: Wow. So before you and him ever came into, it had to be before he ever went into his life where he was born in yep. 1913, and you came into your life, born mm-hmm. many, many years later, um, you guys were are like part of the same soul group? Yeah. And made an agreement, hey, you're going to help me, I'll help you. Yeah. Even though, because I always thought those sort of agreements, but you would be born in the same lifetime and help mm. each other. Yeah. So does that also mean it was agreed? He had a life pact, a life agreement that he was going to die early and need help, that he was yeah. going to be murdered?
1: Mm. Ooh. It was in his karma.
0: Wow. Yeah. So he actually is in the higher plane, the heaven, yep. for lack of a better word, but has the ability to come down. And are other spirits no, able to do that? No, it
1: seems like it's anchored here, mm-hmm. but that he has that connection with the higher you know, world because he's not like a ghost where he's all confused, doesn't know what happened and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, which I meet with <clears throat> a lot of spirits that has not crossed over. They are, um, they're very confused of what happened and they want help. They want peace, but it comes from a place where I feel really drained and it's hard to kind of communicate with them. But Hafa comes off so clean and so pure and so full of, life. And that's where I noticed the difference energetically. So that's why I had to ask him. And that's where he shows me like heaven. And then you have kind of like an elevator down (sighs) to earth and he's down here. He's still earthbound. If that makes sense, even being connected, but he's alone. But he said people from my lifetime can come visit. And I'm like, come visit what do you mean like if it has a purpose to what he's doing but he hasn't like reunited with his wife even though that he seen his wife standing in front of him like he showed me her standing there wanting him to come with her but she knows he has to stay but that she's very ready for him to come home
0: oh that's <laughs> I know so it's sad really... it's making me cry <laughs> <laughs> oh man
1: yeah I just got the feeling that she's kind of used to waiting on him to come home from work.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, that's so sad. That was actually I mean, yeah. one of my questions for him is if he is with her. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to... No, he
1: wants to be, he wants to, he wants to come home and he's very eager to get this solved Um, fast for the love of his family and also in spirit and his well-being. And for us as well, there's no benefits of this dragging
0: out. That's why I keep feeling so much pressure. (laughs) Yeah, he's been pressuring me for months. Don't be dilly-dallying. Get (laughs) it done.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's like full-on focus.
0: And why is it that way that he wouldn't be able to greet his daughter? Like say she were to, you know, before she, he wouldn't resolved. be on
1: that plane because he would be earthbound. So, so it will be the wow. same scenario as his wife, that they will be together while Jimmy was still on earth or like earthbound, if I can use that word. So he wants to be fully committed to that moment when they're all going to be, you know, reunited.
0: I've heard so many times that, yeah, when you die, your loved ones come back to you, but yeah, they, you, you meet they, them they come and having, get you.
1: Well, for, as
0: I see Jimmy, he's going to fly
1: straight up. Mm-hmm. He's not going to need any help for that, which is very common to an old soul because they have done that journey so many times. If you're a young soul and really scared and insecure and, um, and you're new, you want someone to come get you and deliver you and have that companionship. Mm-hmm. But for Jimmy, he's like, I uh, just rather do it on his own, you know, rather just Get it on. So what I've seen is when I find him, he's not going to hesitate a second before he leaves. It would literally be like knocking him out of the wall and then
0: he goes. Yeah. And then he can be with his wife. And then when his daughter passes, boom, he can get her. Yeah. I actually think he's going to get her. Good.
1: And uh, I asked Hoffa about how are we going to solve this if he could like show me specific steps and he said like, um, you know, going to the daughter and being able to reach her. And he said, he's going to do everything in his power to make her, you know, um, take us seriously that, that awakens something in her that she feels like she has to do it. And, uh, so I think that she's going to have some spiritual weird stuff happening in the next few days, um, in her house.
0: Like maybe a dream or something like that?
1: Maybe a dream and even sounds and and weird stuff happening where she's going to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should talk to the psychic. (laughs)
0: Is he going to knock on the door? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like when he knocked on the door with you?
1: Oh, yes. Oh my God, that was scary.
0: The thing to share is that we both got this knocking sound at the same time. When you heard the knocking at the door, <laughs> I was somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Getting at the salon, getting my hair colored. <laughs> As always. <laughs> <laughs> After 40. Um, so, <laughs> and I was under the getting my hair washed, and my colorist said, What was that knocking sound? And it was right after I read that you had a knocking sound, that you sent me an email. So we both got this knocking sound at the same time.
1: I'm used to a lot of spiritual stuff. But when I'm not in the zone, when I'm not in the work, I'm not prepared, I guess, in a way that things can happen. So when I'm sitting in my house, and it's all quiet, and then someone knocks really like, per strongly on the door like three times i'm like who is at my door it's 10 in, in the night like and I, I don't have any friends in norway and like what is this should i be scared should i be nervous and then i'm like no it's probably just the people upstairs and and then a few seconds later it happened again but it wasn't that strong so i'm like okay don't be scared just open the door and then when i walk down the hallway i have like glass in my front door And I can't see anything out. And it just like terrified me. And I opened the door and was no one there. And I'm like, that was really, really strange. I usually don't hear a lot of knocking and sounds when where I'm living now. It's a very peaceful place. And uh I don't know, it just freaked
0: me out. I wanna know if that was Jimmy or maybe he can tell us what it was in general. He's just laughing. (laughs) And he's just like, it's
1: this project knocking on your door, like, get to work. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> Really? Wow. Yeah, that's just what he shows, like, the- this project is banging on the door, ready to come out. That's what he's showing. That's really interesting because I was thinking like, oh my god, I'm going to be robbed. I'll be murdered. No one's going to know it because my kids are away and I don't speak with my ex anymore. I'm going to be dead in my apartment <laughs> for
0: three weeks. <laughs> like the the it's the project. It's the energy of the project. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. Wow.
1: And he showed me like after contacting the daughter, that's going to be a boost of love, and then you have the FBI and the podcast that comes together and he said you already solved it and I'm like I know I already solved it but how do you manifest it into actually human
0: uh paperwork I guess (laughs) so the rest (laughs) of the world knows so Barbara knows yeah and knows for sure
1: yeah no he just said like I've solved it already so now it's just like the annoying things of uh having humans to
0: verify (laughs) verify verify
1: yeah, <laughs> verify. Uh yeah. And I'm Norwegian, by the way.
0: My English will not be perfect <laughs> at all times. <laughs> You've been listening to the Friend of Jimmy Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. Yes. In our next episode, we'll continue our conversation with Jimmy, where he explains what happened on the day of his murder and why his body has been put in the Renaissance Center.
1: Stay tuned.
0: You're going to want to hear it.